Welcome in to the Hit Stick Fantasy Football Podcast. I just traded for Tyreek Hill in Dynasty. Why are you yelling? Why not? It's just the two of us in this room. You don't need to yell at me. When you get Tyreek Hill in Dynasty Football, you have to yell. It's like a written law. But you you gave up a lot to get him. I gave up some draft capital. Some draft, all of your draft capital. I don't, I, yeah, what I had left. Welcome to the Hit Stick Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, as always, Ryan Long, joined by my buddy, not the quarterback, Chris Sims. Hello. How is it going? Ah, living the dream. Ah, uh, Seta is not here today. Not going to be here next week, I don't think. Uh, he's working on some stuff, so. Dealing with some personal issues. He will uh, be gone for a little bit of time. Um, but he we'll will still be posting. involved in the Hit Stick world, so. He'll always be here to help you. Yeah, if hit you, him up. If you prefer his takes, you can always hit him up personally. And he'll be glad to help. Yeah, just uh, show him some love right now on the Twitter. Get over to him. Ask him some questions. Just let him know, you know, that we miss him while he's just handling some personal stuff. And uh, But other than that, we're still here to help you get through the stressful time of being in the hunt and getting to those fantasy football playoffs in this corona-riddled season. That it we're... is grind time now. It is. This is this is it. This is crunch time. Absolutely. Yeah, this is where winners are won and losers are lost and boys are turned to men. 100%. You want to talk some news? Let's talk some news. I don't really want to talk some news because I know what the news entails, but we'll, let's, we'll, let's we'll talk end with some that. News. We'll end with that bit of news that you don't want to hear. But first bit of news, Calvin Ridley got hurt last week. Sprained foot is what it's looking like. Hasn't practiced yet this week. Is he leaning more towards the doubtful side to play? I would imagine so. I would not expect to. I have Calvin Ridley in a few leagues, and I'm not planning on having him. He's not in my starting lineup right now because I just don't expect him to play. With the bye week on tap for Atlanta, it just makes a lot of sense for them to hold him out. Granted, if he does play... Now, here, here's the real question. If he does play, are you starting him? Oh, of course. But, you know, I mean, we've seen a lot of times this year with a receiver dealing with a foot injury, thinks he can play, starts at the game four or five snaps in or six minutes in or one quarter in, he re-aggravates that injury and he leaves the game and you are left with a goose egg, a.k.a. Kenny Galladay. I hate you. Yeah, but this isn't like just some like tier two, tier three player that like you like didn't have to start going into the week anyway, but like a Calvin Ridley, a top guy like that, anytime that they are suiting up, they have to be in your lineup. Yeah, I, I couldn't knock you for it. I would be, if you have viable options, I would be cautious. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Kenny G., Kenny G's got an he's injured hip. He week. is definitely not playing this yeah. week. I believe he's already announced his out. Um, it's not official yet, but it's expected it's, to it's miss. Pretty official. And he's considered week to week. Moving on from this point now, Matt Stafford also on the COVID list. I don't know if that's updated. And he's got a negative test yet, but yeah, he doesn't actually have COVID. He just was around somebody that might have. So he is now officially. Just he has to, he can still play. He has to have two days straight of positive tests. Or, I mean, of negative, negative tests. Test. Yeah. Since yeah. this is so just tough to navigate through. But yeah. <laughs> so, Which means fire up your Marvin Jones, fire up your TJ Hawkinson. And does it end there? Would you take a dart throw on Marvin Hall? I mean, we're already, we're here. We might as well discuss if, it. If you're talking dart throws, I mean, because I would. Yeah. If Stafford's playing. If you're in a deep league and you are desperate, 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 there's some. Other big injuries. There are some COVID missings. There are, we're recording this Thursday night, and I don't know if you've looked at that San Francisco uh, wide receiver <laughs> core led by uh, Kevin White, and I'm blanking on names right now because 
Well, if it's led by Kevin White, by the second quarter, Kevin White will be hurt. So Not led by Kevin White, but you know what I mean. It's it's disgusting. There's Uh-oh. Carolina what? Panthers just tweeted, CMC appears to be on track to play this Sunday. So there's a, a little bit of a bright spot. Trent Taylor, that's who I was thinking of. Trent Taylor will be the wide receiver one for the 49ers who tonight. Who is Miles Gaskin? Who is Miles Gaskin? <laughs> who is Richie James? Who is River Crackcraft? Crackcraft? These aren't real people. No. But they are on the field for the these are the made up. Tonight, these are, so. You know who these are? These are the players. These are the made-up players in Madden that these you draft. In, like, 2027? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, when you're in a franchise mode and you're, like, you just keep going and, like, you're drafting. Like, you know, I just know if a guy has the last name Frazier and he plays on defense, that dude is a beast. <laughs> like old Pablo in the backyard baseball <laughs> Yes. Yes, exactly. All right, but not to harbor on this game too long. Um, T.Y. Hilton, injured groin. Good riddance. Good riddance. He's, uh... He, he shouldn't be on your roster anymore yeah. to begin with, but this he's going to miss a few weeks. So Michael Pittman's back. He could be the guy. Zach Pascal. he could be the guy. I do think Pittman's a good speculative ad, especially for a playoff push here because, I mean, I don't think Hilton's not done anything all year. No. And Frank Wright loved Pittman. So, I mean, having him as a stash, if you can afford it, I know there's a lot of bye weeks on tap and there's a lot of just crazy times. You might not be able to afford a stash like that, but if you're in a deeper league, he's a good hold. I agree. I agree completely. Uh, Tevin Coleman... Played a couple snaps back How after IR. Feel about Hasty. I mean, granted, Hasty. We're gonna know by the actually. Yeah, okay, well, it's not even waste time talking about it because by the time <laughs> this comes, by out, the time this comes out, and you guys are on. listening to this, Hasty will have gone off for 150 yards and three touchdowns against that horrible Packers run defense. But, um, I mean, I like Hasty moving forward if they don't have any other options, and it seems like somebody's falling off of that team every day. So they really need Raheem Mostert back. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo is um he's done for the entire season. Yeah, uh, Jimmy G ankle few weeks uh, i heard season he's not on ir yet but it's i think like six weeks was like the number they put yeah they're done they're he's done and the last big bit of news this one the most fantasy impact george kittle broken foot out eight weeks done for the fantasy season probably done for the regular football season now with no jimmy g and no George Kittle. Are you leaning towards their run, their tight ends now? Uh, say a Jordan Reed or a Ross. I'm completely off every single option in San Francisco that isn't a running back. Ross Dwelly. That's it. The guy that struck a Steve quarterback check just dropped. That son of a bitch. <laughs> Which means that Jordan Reed must be back for this game. Wait, he dropped him. He dropped him. That would so mean that would Jordan be Reed's definitely means. playing. Got to keep that in mind when I fire up my Thursday night showdown lineups. Shout out DK. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the big bit of injury news this week. A couple, I mean, some huge ones, really, with that Kittle. That's that's a season ender because tight ends are hard to come by, man. Yeah, and if you is. were sitting on Kittle, you probably weren't sitting on many other good ones on your bench. You were just playing Kittle every week. So, so if you are dealing with the Kittle injury like I am in all my redraft leagues, and like I, I am in a dynasty league for him, so it hurts even more especially when I traded for him the day he got hurt. Oof. Big oofs there. Yeah. Bye, Cream Hunt. But anyway, I think that... if So this is an important thing to note because there are two very viable options that might be available in your league that you need to run and look for right now without delay. 
and they're two guys that are not playing this week, so they unfortunately will not be able to help you this week, but this could potentially give you a serious fix at your tight end room going forward, and that is Austin Hooper, tight end for the Cleveland Browns, and Dallas Goddard, tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles. If you can see, if you see any of those two options on the waiver wire, that is the Kittle relief plan for you right there. They're both projected very nicely going forward. Odell's gone. Baker loves to target tight ends. Stefanski loves to run sets with tight ends and utilize tight ends. It's a very good system for Hooper to be in. His target share is bound to go up with the loss of Odell. And flip the script, there's no Zach Ertz in Philly. Carson Wentz also utilizes tight ends a lot. And Goddard's just a freak. He's a good player, and he's on his way back. Um, if you can trade for a guy like TJ Hawkinson, he's been low-key killing it. He's been very good all year. So these are just some options you can go after. Uh, Jimmy Graham, if he's on the waiver wire, nobody has more red zone targets than Jimmy Graham this year. Yeah, Jimmy Graham, that's definitely like a primo pickup. Like if you're desperate, if you just lost Kittle, Jimmy Graham's a high-value target. I would also be going after a guy like, say, a, a Jonu Smith, somebody who's been vastly underperforming these past few weeks, and maybe you can buy off someone for a discount. I agree. Now, with all that being said, if you're going to go target a tenant and trade, my advice to you is don't overpay. Never. Struggle struggle with the terrible landscape, but don't give up a valuable wide receiver or a valuable running back to fix a patch at tight end because 90% of them are dart throws every week anyway. Yeah, unless you're going and trading for Travis Kelsey. Or I, I, if you can buy Mark Andrews on the low because he's been slightly underperforming, I would potentially try to do that. Or Darren Waller. Those are the three. Those are the three, yep. I'd pay a decent... I'd, and I could even... I could get behind putting Hawkinson in there. He's been very consistent this year. I wouldn't pay the same price tag I'd pay for those three, but I would be willing to pay to get Hawkinson because he's been very consistent. Yeah. And that's what you, if you can get a, a consistent, another one that you could go after, I like Hunter Henry. That's in that same Hawkinson range. It's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pay up to get these guys. But they have the a valuable right. role. Yes. They have a role in their team. And that's, that's what you need at tight end because tight end this year sucks. It is. Yeah. Unless you have, like Kittle's gone now. Unless you have Travis Kelsey, you are you are dart throwing. You are hoping for points. Remember before the season started when I said this is the best tight ends ever been? Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you switched the script on me. <laughs> Sorry about that. Wasn't ready for that. He's not going to do what everyone thinks he's going to do and freak out about tight ends, man. I'm not. No. But uh, what do you want to do now? Some hits of the week? Hits of the week, or do you want to talk some? Uh, let's, we can are you some, freaking out? Let's do some hits. Let's 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 hit it off with some hits. All right, I'll start first. Uh, my quarterback wait, hit wait, of the week. Wait, wait, don't we have like some kind of music or something that just you know pumps me up and gets me ready to rock? There it is. Yeah. Let's go. What? Hits of the week. Yeah. And that's look at this photograph. That's your hits of the week intro song. Uh, I'll start with my quarterback hit of the week, Mr. Ben Roethlisberger. Quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I do not like that team, but, I mean, they're playing the Dallas Cowboys this week. But you got to like that matchup. That's the thing. I am. My biggest concern is that Dallas is so bad, it just turns into a complete James Conner game, and Ben doesn't have to do anything to win. But that secondary, they just give up so many points to the quarterback, so many points to the receivers, so... Anyone's viable on the Pittsburgh side of the ball, and it's really just a crapshoot on who's going to be the big, big boom, but they're all playable and all fine, so Ben's going to be my quarterback hit of the week. I like that a lot, and my quarterback hit of the week is Josh Allen playing at home against the Seattle Seahawks. He's been slightly underperforming over the last few weeks, but don't fret. 
Don't be concerned. Don't trade him away just yet. Start him against Seattle. Seattle hemorrhages points to the quarterback position, pretty much every position. And, yeah, he should be a – I fully expect him to bounce back and be a smash play this week. He needs to because, man, he's been letting owners down for the past few weeks after that hot start to the season, so – yeah, I think his expectations just got rose. He does get so John much. Brown John Brown back this week, correct? Yeah, I believe so. I it believe I saw he's healthy. Like John Brown is back into the mix of everything. Let me just get an update on that really quick. I do have him on one of my teams. Yes, he does not have a question. Yeah, he's not carrying see. a tag. That's that's huge for Josh Allen. He was he a full partici- participant on Thursday's practice. Awesome. Yeah, so I, I like Josh Allen a lot. Uh, you got a running back for me? I do actually. Chase Edmonds, running back for the Arizona Cardinals. He should have this backfield all to himself. I'm not expecting Kenyon Drake to come back, and even if he does, I think that he'll be limited. This is going to be Chase's chance to really break out. He's got a decent matchup against the Miami Dolphins, and the Miami's secondary is a lot stronger than given, you know, than people give it credit for. So I think they're going to definitely utilize the dump pass to Chase Edmonds a lot, and if he gets a decent amount of those carries, he's a phenomenal running back. Oh, yeah. So... If you were worried, I, I it's to the point where even if Kenyon Drake does play, which I don't expect him to, coming off that injury, I would still be fully confident plugging in James or plugging in Chase Edmonds into my <laughs> man. I'm all I'm all out of today. Yeah, we are. Uh my running back hit of the week is going to be Mr. James James Connor. Uh, I know I went Big Ben at quarterback, but I'm going to double down on Steelers for the running back here because Dallas just has no defense whatsoever. Their quarterback play, I think uh, Andy Dalton's on the COVID list. Uh, Deguchi, Danucci, Danucci. He is uh awful, so he's getting benched. And I think Garrett Gilbert is slated to start this game at this moment. And if Garrett <laughs> Gilbert is starting this game, Garrett, Gilbert. that's a bad time for the Dallas Cowboys, which means a lot of turnovers. I'm guessing a lot of four, three and outs to where it's just going to be running out the clock. So if Big Ben's not exploding for a huge game, James Conner is a true bell cow back. He's going to get 20 plus touches. And in a spot like this, he should feast. So James Conner's my go-to guy there. Yeah, no, no, start your Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Yeah, start any one of your Steelers. Really? Well, yeah. funny you said that. My, uh, are we are we going to wide yeah, receiver? Go to wide receiver. Mine is uh, Tyreek Hill because I acquired him in a dynasty. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's Juju Smith-Schuster, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I wanted to go with Juju because I wanted to give all the Juju owners a little bump of confidence just to kind of. Get them back into it. I mean, I think it goes without saying you're going to start Deontay Johnson. That's not really something I need to tell anybody. Uh, I feel the same way that I feel about Juju as I do about Claypool. I think all three of them are very good options this week just because how bad that Dallas defense or that defense is and just how, you know, but the other upside thing is Juju's targets have been going up. He had 14 targets against Tennessee two weeks ago, and he ended up with eight targets last week against Baltimore. Uh, so, I mean, I th- I'm confident putting him. I don't love him every single week. Is it like an every week play? But I do love him right now for yeah. this week. It's a, it's a tough call because it really could be any one of those receivers going to have a huge game. It's hard to feed everybody. So, if it's going to be Juju, if it's going to be Claypool, it's going to be John- Johnson, it's going to be James Conner. Like, there's only so much that can go around before it is an absolute beat down there. So, my only concern is that Juju kind of is the odd man left out. I, I'm going to guess it's a big Claypool day. I think somebody might end up. I think Claypool's like my guy who I'm looking at and is going, oh, yeah, that dude's going to eat this week, as he should. But I I can't argue the Juju pick there. My wide receiver pick is going to be Mr. Will Fuller, wide receiver who did not get traded from the Houston Texans. He is staying kaput. And uh, he's going against Jacksonville, who is just as bad as Houston, actually worse, but same record, same division. Uh, Eight targets, 58 catches, and a touchdown in week five against this same team. And... I think they're going to roll them this week. So I'm expecting a huge game from Will Fuller. And if you do have 
this guy sitting on your bench, I suggest putting him into your lineup, and that's Mr. Marvin Jones. Oh, Mr. Marvin Jones. You got you're doing a compensatory one. Do I, I love Marvin Jones. I've spoken my heart about him all through this podcast history. He's been viable the past two weeks, and he's paid off dividends. He's been great, and now with no Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, I love you, baby. I love you. Marvin Jones is a great play, and since you're throwing out a secondary one, I might as well as well. As well. As well. Mike Williams, Ooh, wide receiver. Love me some Mike Williams. The Los, is it Vegas? or is The it Los, Los Angeles, Angeles Chargers? Angel, whichever. The Chargers. I, don't, I can't keep track. One of those lost, lost teams. Those Spanish teams. These lost teams always running around. But he has a decent matchup this week. If I'm not mistaken, it's against the Raiders. So, right there, divisional game. I like what I've been seeing from this guy. I like what I've been seeing from Herbert. I like what I'm seeing from this entire team. And, you know, he got the target shares. He's a very... He's a very good chance to snag a touchdown, so uh, I'm not going to linger on it too long. But start Mike Williams. Are we going to go on over to tight ends now? Well, I want to before you get over from there. I want to talk about that game. Is going to be a I, I'm expecting a big shootout. Those are two too. of the worst defenses in the league. They give up a fuck ton of points to receiving options, so it's going to be one of those real shootout type games. Interdivision are always more intense, so I think a big day for Mike Williams is coming. I, I agree. agree with you there. Yeah, I think that he's a great play this week. He would absolutely be in my lineups if I had him. If right. I didn't already own Keenan Allen in every league, <laughs> I, I do. Three I, out of four. I do have Mike Williams in a few, and I'm going to be sliding him into my lineups. Uh, give me your tight end. TJ Hockness Monster. This guy has a fan favorite of the hits of the week section for tight end, that's for sure. And it's he's so damn consistent. I mean, and what I really like the most about him is I – Seriously, do not project Kenny Galladay to be there this week. It's very he's very doubtful. Yeah, he's, he's definitely he's not definitely, there. And with him not there, that's going to get a a target bump for T.J. Hawkinson. And I, I love the player. He's been very very consistent. He's the tight end five right now on the year. What a lot of people don't know, like he's been sneakily having a great season, and he's just so consistent. This is the tight end that isn't going to kill you. He's not going to lose you the week because he should get around that 8 to 14 point mark. He'll get you 8 points if he doesn't score a touchdown, and he'll get you like 15 or 16 if he does. So there you go. Start your TJ Hawkinson. All right. My tight end start of the week is going to be Mr. Noah Fant. Noah Fantastic. Noah Fant. Noah Fant is, he is fantastic. He's one of the reliable tight ends that you can have on your team if he's not being hurt, but he's playing the Atlanta Falcons this week. Give up the most points to the tight end by a wide margin. Like, Very explosive. Looking at this, like this stat line they've got here on Fantasy Pros, I'm reading right now, says they allow a league high 82% catch rate and a touchdown every seven targets to tight ends. <laughs> Noah Fant was targeted nine times last week. Do the math there. That's a touchdown. And they've given up 55 yards to everyone. Like that's, it's a smash spot for Noah Fant. I throw him, be fine, live your dream, Noah Fant. Your opponent's listening to this podcast right now, plugging him right into your starting lineup. Uh, as he should. Shout yeah. out JVAC. Shout out JVAC. Like, put him in. You have to. I've I've had very many conversations with him. He's very com- he's coming for you this week. Is he? he but is. he knows I'm gonna whoop his ass. So that's all. That that's that on that. I don't know about that. Maybe if he just do this trade, I was trying to get him to do. So uh, give me some defenses that you like. Um. Well, tonight, obviously, the Green Bay defense going against the we, San Francisco question marks. Yeah, we can't. Unfortunately, but we can't really talk, talk about, about them. So, uh, I think Houston. They're probably streamable. They're out there on the waiver wire. I was able to add them this week, and they're playing Jacksonville and whoever is going to be quarterback there. So Gluten-free or something like that? Gluten-free or Mike Glennon or Jake. Yeah, whoever they're playing out there, it's never good to start a new quarterback. They're coming off a bye week, so it's really gross in that situation. They're a bad team. They're going tank-wise. So I would want the Houston Texans defense to stream. I got a great defense to stream this week. 
All right. I got a question for you. Do you like it when your defense that you start gets a lot of fumbles? Gets a lot of fumbles, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they get a lot of forced fumbles, and they recover said forced fumbles. I'm a big fan of that, yeah. Do you also like when they get, like, interceptions that could potentially turn into pick sixes? Oh, every time. So you really like it when your defenses are playing against Daniel Fumble Jones, don't you? Uh, I prefer it, yeah. And the Washington football team with their stout front seven, they're playing Daniel Fumble Jones. I expect Daniel Fumble Jones to do what he does best and fumble a lot this week. Possibly a few of them be returned for a touchdown. You're going to see Chase Young just strutting along with the ball up in the air in his hands, just doing his little uh, la-di-da-di-da walk into the end zone, scoring you a touchdown. Um, I also like, if we're going to stay in defensive room here really quick for a quick moment, I like Tampa Bay's defense a lot. Uh, they're going against New Orleans, but that's Drew a tough Bruce, one. They're definitely for sure own. I think they're the top tight end, or the top defense on the league this year, aren't they? So they, far? They're very good. I don't, I don't know if they're the top, but they are very – they've been very good. And I think that Drew Brees has uh, – what they really – are great up front. They have a great front seven and they have a great secondary to kind of like take away that short pass game. And that's what Breeze likes to do. On top of that, Breeze is questionable right now. So if Breeze doesn't play, I, I don't like, I definitely like them even more. So, but they're a good play. All right. I like it. Uh, you freaking out, man? I think I'm freaking out, man. Do what everyone thinks I'm going to do. Flip out, man. All right. What are some players that we should be? Possibly concerned about or possibly not concerned about, Christopher? Are you freaking out, man? I want to talk about some rookie running backs to start off this segment this week, and I'm going to lead things off right off the rip with a guy from the Indianapolis Colts, a Jonathan Taylor. Look, he has vastly underperformed his expectations, especially once we saw Marlon Mack go down. He has really just not been this explosive running back that we've all thought. I've seen a lot of Trent Richardson comps going around on Twitter. I've seen a lot of um, him running into the back of his own offensive lineman rather than finding the hole. It, it's slightly concerning. It's also concerning that he got stuffed on the goal line in what was a pl- very plus matchup. I mean, he was supposed to eat against that Detroit team, and you know he got stuffed, and then Wilkins, like, this guy that nobody's even heard of, comes out and just converts it like it's nothing. He's running behind a very good offensive line. Granted, they don't fully look the part this year, but that's they, they're supposed to be a good offensive line. I I think there's reason to be concerned. There is a little bit of silver lining here when Phillip Rivers leaked out that little bit of information that he is dealing with a minor ankle injury, so maybe it's injury-related. But barring away that, do you, like he still has not been this all-star back that you want him to be. Tell You're a Jonathan Taylor owner, so tell me I about this. You have him around in a few leagues. Um I'm, I am concerned. You know, I am freaking out, man, because you were once he did assume that lead role, which we all wanted before the season, Marlon Mack goes down game one, and Jonathan Taylor comes in, and he looked good. And he had a couple good weeks, and he was going to be the guy behind the best offensive line in football, and now he is not a good runner. And you're starting to see it come to light, like, okay, he's not the best. So if he is banged up, he's got Baltimore this week, so I don't want to play him regardless. That was going to be my next point, is that, you know, he, he no matter what, he's playing Baltimore. So it's like... Yeah, I'm... Oy. I'm trying to stay away from him if I can. Uh, I don't really have better options in these leagues, so I have to start Jonathan Taylor. But he was a full participant this week in practice or the today in practice on Thursday, so he'll be good to go. I know Wilkins is dealing with a groin injury, but he was also a full participant, so he's good to go. I I am freaking out, man. I am I am concerned. I'm freaking out, man. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that, especially. I mean, and this is when I say this. This is a redraft format when I'm talking. You know, in Dynasty. 
there's definitely some time for him to rebound and get back. Let's not forget the other Wisconsin running back that came out and did jack shit his rookie season and didn't even score a touchdown. His name was Melvin Gordon. So I, I'm not completely hands-off him in Dynasty. I still think he's a good asset there. But it, for this year in redraft, I, I am concerned, and it's it sucks because this is a running back that was supposed to – I mean, after this Baltimore game, he set up decently nice. It's a, There's a lot of green – left up on a schedule. You know, Tennessee's not a defense to be concerned about. Then he's got Green Bay. Green Bay's a, pl- a super plus matchup. Tennessee again. Houston's a great matchup. The Raiders are a great matchup. Houston's a great matchup. His championship matchup against Pittsburgh is very, very not, you know, nice at all. That that kind of sucks. But it's concerning, though. I, I I don't know. So here's, let's, let's take a step further. Are you trying to move Jonathan Taylor right now? Are you trying to get rid of him in a redraft league? Yes, I am trying to get what I can. I'm trying to get any other usable running back and possibly like a low rent depth piece for him because I really don't know how much of usage he's going to have going forward. I don't know if he's going to be like the true bell cow or do you think Wilkins earned himself a role? Is this a timeshare now? I think Wilkins has always kind of had his own role there and I don't think it's a timeshare. No, I think Jonathan Taylor will assume the lead back roles again is barring any injury, but you know, like there's no good spot this week. So it's it's more of a wait and see approach, but I am trying to move him if I can. We got trade deadlines coming up next week, so this is the last time you're going to get to sell him before the off season if you're in a dynasty. So yeah, and the matchup this week does not bode well for him. No, because you know it's almost like, and he's kind of banged up now, so it's it's going to be tough to. If sell anything, him. he's more of like a buy low guy right now. If you want to be technical, like that might be someone like if I'm looking at a team that's hurting, I can go. I could probably pinch him off. He doesn't have a good matchup this week. He hasn't been very good. He's got a great championship schedule or a great uh, playoff schedule. We'll talk about that after the show. But, <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm saying that. I mean, I I might I I don't know if I'd advise it though, just because it doesn't look it doesn't look the part, and he's not looked the part this year, in my opinion. Granted, you know, maybe I've not watched him as close as I should have, but I I'm concerned about him. So it's not somebody that I feel like I need to go buy. I'm not going to go out and pay up, you know, like I would. For I'm trying to think of some like I would for somebody that I'll talk about in a little. I, I would pay up right now for James Conner. Yeah, especially if I'm in the hunt. Oh, it, for sure. Like because James Conner, when you look at his next upcoming matchups, they're phenomenal. And this is a guy that could really help you, you know, take your team to the next level. If you're one of those four and four or those those five and three or three and five teams right on the bubble, there. That's not that's not the same realm that I'm putting Jonathan Taylor in. I agree. So moving for we agree we're freaking out. We agree we're freaking out. Oh man, moving forward. This next one hurts me. I Go ahead, say it. I was so I, I mean, oh man, I can't. Yes, even, I am concerned. Yes, I'm freaking out, man. You gotta say it. I can't do it. Clyde Edwards Elair. It's Hilaire. It's Elair. I don't care how he says it. He lost the He <laughs> lost the right to tell me how to pronounce his name. Now, Clyde Edwards Elair, the Le'Veon Bell thing kinda ate into people's psyches and I mean, Bell's getting a little bit of work, but he's not looking good with it. But they're not getting neither, neither one of them are getting work. That's the problem. That is the absolute problem. The problem with Clyde Edwards Hilaire is that the Kansas City Chiefs do not need to run the football to win the game. And unlike what most teams do, when they start beating up on teams and they have leads, rather than grind the clock out and give the ball to their running back, they let Mahomes just sling even they more. They let him run up the score. Yeah. That's why Mahomes gonna give four to five touchdowns a game. Like I couldn't believe like and so like because last week, he had six carries, 21 yards, three receptions, three targets, on three targets. 
But Le'Veon Bell also had six carries. And he turned those into seven yards. He's such an inefficient running back, but those vultured carries, they're really hurting. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at Clyde, he had six carries for 21, three and a half yards a carry. That's not very That's efficient either. Jets. Three and a half is not terrible. No, but the Jets, if there's anything they're, I can give them compliments on, they have a pretty decent run defense, but he's just decent. He's not topped over eight carries since Le'Veon Bell has come to town. Yeah, but those were two blowout games, which is kind of concerning because you would think those would be games where he'd get the carries. So this is the week for Clyde because he plays Carolina. Nobody gives up more touchdowns to running backs than the Carolina Panthers. If he does not perform this week, I'm in serious panic mode on him. But with that being said, where do you stand on him right now? Are you trying to get out at this exact second in time? Are you going to hold down and, you know, and just this, the big part about fantasy is being able to adapt, being able to take the information that we have and use it accordingly and use it appropriately to manage and move yourself forward to put yourself in a better position. That's what the best owners can do to manage your way into a championship. You probably spent a first round pick on Clyde Edwards Slayer. I'm going to be blunt. That doesn't mean shit right now. No. No, this we're 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 way past whatever draft capital you used on a player. This yes. is now this is fantasy football grind time. So now with Clyde, I'm gonna have to say I'm concerned about his usage, but I'm not trying to move him or I'm not trying to like bench him or anything. Because like you're that. not gonna get exactly anything near what you feel you should get for Clyde right now. But with that being said, to get off of him, it might be so I'm gonna throw a name out there right now. Somebody that I've heard a lot of other fantasy analysts compare. I've heard a lot of, I mean, I heard the footballers talk about this. I've heard a lot of different people. Clyde Edwards Hilaire or David Montgomery rest of season? Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Fair. Okay. I don't, I don't know if I share the same answer with you. Really? It makes me so sad. Because we know David Montgomery is. It is, you know, 17 carries for 60 yards and maybe a touchdown if you're lucky and five targets. Yeah, Clyde. But- like, that sucks because you look at the game before Bell did get there. He had 26 carries for 161 yards. I know, and He's that's the thing. 10 carries the game before that, 16 before that, 20 carries. Like, if something happens to Bell, is... You're rejoicing, but I'm not, I don't think I'm too worried about Bell cutting into too, too much of his work. I think as the season, as the fantasy season grinds down, I think Clyde will kind of form back into that, okay, 15 to 20 opportunities a game. And if Clyde's as talented as you believe he is, he'll do something with it. Sounds to me like you're going. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. That I am. I am saying relax on Clyde. It is it is cause for concern with Bell there eating into his opportunities, but I still think he's going to be perfectly fine going forward. Okay, that's fair. I definitely think there's reason to be concerned. For me personally. I'm freaking out, man. Very funny how we flipped. We, we completely he's, went he's we not, completely 360 on this. He's not a top 10 for me anymore, but he's like no, he's probably not. within that. He's right around 15 or 16 for me. The upside of him is very nice. If something were to happen or if they get in a position where they need to run the clock and stuff like that, it's just it's very concerning to me. It kind of, for me, depends on roster space and ability, availability. All right, what else we got? So the next player I want to talk about is Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. So you have some stock of Amari Cooper. I do. Tell me how you feel being an Amari Cooper owner today. Um, today I'm not too happy because I don't know who's throwing in the ball. If Dalton, I'm not concerned when Dalton's back. I'll I'll put it at that. Amari is still the go-to guy there on the receiving core side. So with Dalton there, I think Amari will be fine. He it's had one, one point. Yeah. In half PPR last week. Yeah. Well, that's with Deguchi. 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 <laughs> Fucking Deguchi sucked. Deguchi. He is awful. Oh man. That's why what I said. Name. If, you know, I'm not excited about playing him this week, I'm looking other other ways. I might bench Amari Cooper this week, fantasy-wise, but 
with Dalton, whenever Dalton gets back, I think Amari will be another wide receiver one. So I am R E L A X. I am relaxed. Can't wait till the day that Aaron Rodgers is in this segment. <laughs> <laughs> me, I'm not relaxed. I'm, I'm freaking out, man. I'm staying in room with that. I don't like Amari Cooper going forward at all, regardless of who's going. Unless his quarterback is Dak Prescott, and it's simple. It doesn't matter who's throwing him the ball right now. It's nobody at the caliber of Dak Prescott. And even Andy Dalton is not what he used to be, which what he used to be wasn't even anything phenomenal as it was. I like CeeDee Lamb. I like Michael Gallup. I like the second options there because they're good receivers. And what we know from quarterbacks, especially the backup quarterbacks, they're not going to hone in on one target the way your lead dog Dak would. Now, the upside with Andy is Andy at one point in time was – a starting quarterback, so he might have a little bit of that mentality, but he's not going to throw the ball in double coverage to Amari Cooper, who's getting the number one cover, the number one corner. In my opinion, also the other factor in this, CeeDee Lamb is a better wide receiver. I think he's better at getting open. I understand, you know, that might be a bold move to call a rookie better than somebody that's somewhat that established. That is a very bold move. But from what I've seen from CeeDee Lamb, He's a beast. He's a DeAndre Hopkins-level receiver. Amari Cooper's a beast, though, too. He is. He's great. But Amari Cooper's skill set is not getting open. And that's—he's he's somebody that can, you know— He can fight for you with the yes. ball. Yes. He can, he can contest a catch. He can burn and throw deep balls. These young quarterbacks, or Andy Dalton, who is basically past his prime, they don't— have the mindset to stick in that pocket long enough to let a play develop like that. They're not going to throw the ball in double coverage or a contested catch situation. They're throwing to who's open. And in my opinion, that's going to be guys like CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup who are on second-string cornerbacks and are honestly just better at the term getting open. I'm not saying Amari Cooper's not. I think Amari Cooper's a phenomenal receiver. I think he's better than most people give him credit for. But he's similar, in my opinion, to Allen Robinson in the fact that he catches contested balls. So that's that's my take. I'm worried about Amari Cooper. I'm absolutely not buying him, and if I have him, I'm hoping for a big game this weekend and I can shop him. Yeah, you'll be fine. Listen, like I said, if Dalton's back there, he'll be just fine. He saw seven targets the game that Dalton started. He had ten targets the game before. Like Dalton will be just fine as long as Dalton or uh, Cooper will be just fine as long as Dalton's back. The big concern is if it's not Dalton and it's one of those garbage rookies or Garrett Gilbert. It's I don't want anyone on the Cowboys going forward except for maybe Zeke, just because of volume. We talked about Zeke last week. We didn't want him either. No. Uh, what else you got for me? Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown, Mr. D- begging for extra targets, or D- what, what do you say? He wanted more targets? Uh, Greasy wheel, or the squeaky wheel gets the grease? We'll find out. I, it's, I, this is terrible, man. I'm just seeing all... I love how I go to type in Hollywood. I go to look up Marquise Brown on my phone, and I type in Hollywood. And I'm like, oh, that's not <laughs> his actual name. But, like, man, these are all my hits. I feel bad. Sorry, you guys. I mean, there's nothing you can do. Like it's yeah. I, the Clyde one, I was right on. I'm gonna take my my lap on that. I was right. It's not my fault that they decided to bring in a washed up, terrible Le'Veon Bell. But DJ Chark and Hollywood, I I honestly were hoping for better. And this thing is, so Hollywood looks like the receiver I thought he was. He's a phenomenal wide receiver. He's great. He gets open. He's electric. He's fast. He's Tyreek Hill light, just like I thought he was. He was. The problem is there Lamar. is not enough volume on this team. I don't even think it's Vaughn because he's still getting, like, if you look, he's gotten six, 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 eight, ten, six, and then two against Pittsburgh. Like, those are his targets for yeah. the year. Like, he's getting looks. It's just Lamar sucks. Lamar yeah. can't throw the football. Lamar's not, he has not progressed as a passer the way I thought he was going to. I thought he was going to work on that, you know, that passing work on it. I thought Harbaugh's a good coach. I thought, I figured he would 
make him, he would progress him with this, but it doesn't seem to be happening. And then on top of that, it's just that Baltimore defense is too damn good. Yeah. They don't need to do a lot in games that they're in. And the ones that they, you know, when they actually have Lamar have to throw, it's, it's kind of a nightmare. Um, that being said though, if I have Hollywood, you paid like a fifth or sixth to get him or you bought him low. He's not, I'm not necessarily, I'm not freaking out about him. And in fact, it's for me. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. He's getting the targets. He's got some very favorable matchups on tap. The next two aren't very good with Indy and New England, which in my opinion might even open up a buy low window for him after this week. If you can get, and when I say buy low, I mean cheap. I'm not, don't pay up for this guy, but if you can get him for dirt cheap, his ending schedule's nice. He's got Tennessee. Pittsburgh is beatable in the secondary. I realize it didn't That's happen That's the one week. place they give up a lot of fancy points yes. to wide receivers. Dallas, terrible. Cleveland, terrible. And he lines up in the slot a lot. So, I so don't he's not going to get a lot of ward treatment. Yeah. He's going to get a lot of Terrence Mitchell and whatever. <sighs> and then he's got a playoff matchup against Jacksonville. And then he's, the one thing I don't like about his schedule is that, play, is that championship game against the Giants just because it's very deceptive. Number one receivers against the Giants. That Bradbury corner is no joke. No, but if we're coming down to that point of the year where the Giants are garbage and they're tanking for picks and Pittsburgh's leading the division and Baltimore's trying to get a good playoff position, I think that could be a pretty good championship game. Yeah, it could be. So I think that he could be a good buy-low target for you, potentially, with that upcoming run. Now, when I say buy-low, I mean don't give up a lot for him. Don't pay. But, yeah, I I agree. I think Hollywood Brown's going to be fine going forward. I think... You know, he did complain this week into the media, so maybe that will get him more looks and Squeaky maybe deal. some better. I shouldn't say more looks. Maybe get him some better looks. Please, Lamar, can you just can you just hit him? Just can you throw the ball to where he can catch it? Throw him the damn ball. Like, it, it's frustrating. All right, who else you got? Chris Godwin. Chris Very Godwin. great. I, we had high hopes for him coming in, and I think that it's not really his fault that where it is where it is. I mean, Injuries he, are injuries, man. Yeah, he's. but the thing is, the injuries aren't going away. He's still dealing with the... Broken finger, which is not good. I mean, I think he's. It looks like he's going to play this week, but I don't know how much I trust him. But the real reason I'm concerned about him is he's got Antonio Brown walking into this receiving core. Already added on with Mike Evans. Already added on with the team that has a phenomenal defense and a good running mindset. How do you feel about emergence of Gronk? Yeah, like how do you feel about Godwin going forward? I love him. Okay, I love Godwin moving forward, especially if Antonio Brown can stay healthy and can stay out there because Godwin out of the slot will be Brady's best friend. Yeah, you don't got to worry about him staying healthy. You got to worry about him staying out of trouble. Yeah. Antonio Brown, that is. Antonio Brown. But I think Godwin, as long as Godwin can stay healthy, I am more than R-E-L-A-X. I am looking forward to it because Godwin is so good. And him and Brady have a good connection. When Godwin plays, Godwin feasts. The only problem is he hasn't been able to play too much this year, but, like, I can't argue against I'm not worried about Godwin at all. Like, that dude... He's a, he's a bona fide stud. Do you think I should have traded for Godwin in Dynasty instead of Tyreek? Because I probably could have. Um, if you could have got him for cheaper, I don't know if I'd have got him for cheaper, but I could have got him for similar to the same price. I think, I, especially Dynasty, I think I would have for sure. Nah, Tyreek's tied to Mahomes. Godwin's tied to it. Doesn't matter who. To Tom Brady, and he's not. He's not under contract next year. No, but I I think Godwin's a very very good wide receiver. So no, I'm not worried about Godwin. Okay, well hit the button then. R E L A. All right, what else we got? Uh, I'm worried about Chris Godwin. That's what I got. Oh, you're worried about Chris Godwin? I am. Why? I think it's too crowded of a room. Tom Brady is not the kind of quarterback that hones in on one guy. He's throwing to the open receiver, which is, if t- I mean, if Antonio Brown has anything left, if, se- if Antonio Brown has 75% left of what he used to have, he's the best player on that team at getting open. Um, 
I, I just think there's room to be concerned. I'm not, I'm not panic selling. I'm not going out and running to buy. If I can get him for a decent price, he's a decent dart throw, but I'm definitely not paying up for him. But I, I do have a little bit of concern. So I wouldn't say I'm freaking out. Uh, I'm, I'm like, you're simmering on him. You're just mild. Yeah. Like I'm kind of like I'm relaxing, but like at the same time, I got that like suspicious feeling where it's like <laughs> I'm starting to tweak, you know, like, um, what's his face? That comedian when he's talking about getting cold stone ice cream, you know, I'm tweaking, man. I'm tweaking. I'm tweaking. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have it. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Oh man. This is what happens when we record on Thursday instead of Tuesday. <laughs> Goddamn election. I'm all hyped up on Red Bull and Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> A potent combination. Uh, any other players? I got plenty of other players, but we're only going to talk about one more. All right, last one. What do you got? Melvin Gordon. Yeah, running back for just you're already going to you're going to. I'm freaking out, man. I I don't own Melvin Gordon anywhere, and I'm glad I don't because that sucks. Philip Lindsay is the I think Philip Lindsay is the better running back there. I hate you, Sugar Steve. Your quarterback shack smells like rotten food. <laughs> Because Melvin Gordon, he's already gotten into a little bit of trouble this year. He's already been banged up a little bit this year. And that's just not a good football team. No, it's not. It's dealing with a lot of injuries. Uh, but that being said, I I am worried. I agree with you. I am freaking out if I own Melvin Gordon. I'm freaking out, man. But I do think there's a little bit of a silver lining. Um, What's I, that? They they do have him under a, a really heavy contract. They do. He has been dealing with a lot of injuries this year. He does seem to still be getting a good amount of work. They do have some decent matchups coming up. So it's not, I don't think you should sell Melvin Gordon. If somebody were to hit you up and ask about Melvin Gordon, if they're interested, get rid of him. But don't don't undersell him to somebody. He is still a starting running back too that does get carries that could be viable. He still has a decent amount of carries, enough to be valuable, and he is still a red zone threat. So... I would be holding him if I can, but if somebody wants him, get rid of him. Melvin Gordon or Jonathan Taylor the rest of the season? Oh, that's a tough one. That really is a tough game. Let me see the playoff matchups. Um, yeah, that's, I think I'd go. I would probably still go Jonathan Taylor in that one. All right. I think I would. Melvin Gordon or Justin Jackson going forward rest of the season? That's not even a question for me. It's Melvin Gordon. You think Eckler's going to eat? Because Eckler's still going to be Eckler's coming back. But well, not for like another three weeks, but at least. Eckler will be back in the time that I need that running back the most if I make the playoffs. So right. I would much rather have Melvin Gordon and die on the way than have Justin Jackson and make it and barely sneak in and then get knocked out because Eckler. I mean, I'm not trying to die. I love Justin Jackson. You got any others for me? I got last one. Antonio Gibson or Melvin Gordon. I forward. would take Gibson. I think Gibson. I, think I, would, I would take Gibson over Jonathan Taylor. Wow, that was a lot bolder than I thought it would sound. I, you know, Gibby's on the rise. I really do love Antonio. I, like I think Antonio Gibson is a really big buy low candidate. His work is increasing. He's electric. Anytime this team has a lead, they're handing him the Brock nonstop. We know he can make damage in the passing game. I bar- I feel like he has barely touched his potential. And I just I've said it all year long, and I'm going to say it one more time. I think he's this year's Miles Sanders, where he starts off super slow, and everyone leaves him for dead, and he explodes over the second half of the year. I can see it. He's looking real good there. And uh, I know J.D. McKissick's kind of getting involved in the game and stuff and whatnot, but no, I think Antonio Gibson's going to be pretty good moving forward. Now, um, Nick Chubb's coming back. How do you feel about Kareem Hunt? 
over just like in general in general and like over melvin gordon and, and the, some of the other guys that we're talking about um i like cream hunt better than all those guys we've talked about even with chubb coming back because first of all a guy coming back from injury there's always worry about re-aggravation but even before that cream hunt had his own role in the browns offense and he's he's perfectly fine he'll be an rb1 for the rest of the season no matter what fair enough fair enough uh anything else you want to talk about um, I think that uh, I was gonna say I think Kareem Hunt's a really good buy low right now, especially going into the bye week. I think you can get him for a lot cheaper, and the the perception of Nick Chubb coming back, I think you can get him at a very valuable price. And he has New York in the playoffs. I mean that like literally, he plays the Jets and the Giants, which are what great. day is the what day is the official trade deadline for most fantasy leagues? Well, for the ones that we're in, it's November fourteenth. But I don't know. I can't speak for our listeners because that that's something that the commissioner sets. So it could be anything. It could have already passed. It could be. Week twelve, it could there are some leagues there just isn't a trade deadline. Well, but, next week we'll talk about some trade targets. Yeah, to get before the deadline. Yeah, I definitely. Next week's going to be a big trade week. I agree with that. All right, you want to talk some matchups? Let's talk some matchups. I need that like on my iPhone, just like as a song to listen to. I like that. That that twang that hits, man. I know. Woo, hits it different. Just really gets you in a good mood. Gets you pumped up. Right. Hits. To talk about some fancy different. football. All righty. Uh, let's talk some football. Let's talk some. We're not going to talk Thursday night because That's what we're here to do is talk football. Obviously, you guys won't be hearing that. Before obviously, this. Aaron Rodgers had 400 passing yards <laughs> and six touchdowns. Clearly, all the touchdowns were Devontae Adams, of course. Clearly, obviously. Uh, Tanyan had another, you know, 200 yard game. Even Jay Sternberger got involved. It was yeah, crazy. You should have seen it. It was so insane. And Hasty had like 200 rushing yards. All right, Texans, Jaguars. Um, James Robinson. James Robinson, Keelan Cole, DJ Shark. All playable. That Texans defense isn't very good, but that you were just talking about how I know, but that Jacksonville offense isn't very good. So I think it's more of a wash than anything. You're starting James Robinson. This is a great matchup for him. I think he's he's one he was a candidate for my start of the for my head of the week. He really was. I think that this is a phenomenal matchup for James Robinson. That Houston run defense is god awful. Um I'm hesitant on the other two. I think that if you need to start them, they are decent plays. They'll get targets, but I don't know anything about this quarterback coming in. And if I can sit on a week, like I, there's a league that I have to start Shark, and I'm going to start him. Yeah. But I'm not happy about it. No, I agree with you there. Without knowing anything about whether it's Glenn or whether it's Jake, whoever. And Man, I need Gardner for this matchup. This, <laughs> this is a good matchup. It would be, but yeah, I'm I'm avoiding those pass catchers too. But oh yeah, by the way, uh, missed news part. Uh, Gardner Minshew fractured thumb, not playing. Is it fractured or just a thumb? Is it fractured? I think it's fractured. Either that or it's just a cute way to say you're benched. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> uh, text inside the ball. They've had some COVID stuff today, so keep an eye out for that. I think they shut down the facility for today. So somebody tested positive somewhere there. So keep an eye on that. But maybe their entire cornerback room will just get COVID and get out. I, I actually I take that back. I don't wish that. <laughs> the fuck's wrong with you? I need DJ Shark. All right. Assuming that there is no COVID stuff and everything's healthy, uh, David Johnson, pretty good spot for him this week. It could be. I, I definitely think that it could be a good spot for him. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't call him a smash play. I still think he's an RB two, but you should, definitely should start him. I think he's a safe RB two. Yeah, I, I could agree with that. Pretty high floor, so you can't complain. I Obviously, I said I love Will Fuller. Brandon Cook's playable. Uh, tight end, that's an iffy spot there, whether it's going to be Darren Fells or uh, drawing blanks on names here. Darren Fells 
What do you got for me? Justin Herbert was added to the Chargers Thursday injury report with a throwing shoulder injury. Oh, shit. That's not good at all. Uh, get all your Justin Jacksons out there while you can because if there's a backup quarterback coming in, he is if still, it's Tyrod Taylor. He is still practicing in full. Oh. So, why, why are you causing concern like that on me? I mean, it's it's just something that popped up. He's on the injury board. It's something to monitor. Throwing shoulder, that's not good. All right, Darren Fells or Jordan Akins, you playing either of those against the Jaguars? I would prefer not to. I agree with you there. Uh, moving on, Giants-Washington. Did we talk about uh, the Texan side of the ball? That's you, what we were just talking about. Oh, Johnson. Did you talk about um, – oh, I'm sorry. I got it. Do I have to talk about Deshaun Watson? Are you, are you thinking about sitting Deshaun Watson? <laughs> no, I'm going to start – No, you're I, not. But, like, what about, like, the receiving options? Like, Will Fuller and – Will all. Fuller, I, you know, he was my hit of the week. I Randall love Will Cobb, Fuller. Um, Cobb, if you have to, in a deep league flex spot, but – And is Brandon no. Cook still a thing? Yeah. Does he, does he still play for that team? Brandon Cook, yeah, he's still a thing. Okay. He's perfectly fine. Would you play him? Yeah. I would. I would look towards him. Uh, Giants-Washington. Antonio Gibson, love him. I think he's a great play this week. Uh, Terry McLaurin, looking like one of the best receivers in the league, like by himself, but that team's not very good. So I, I love Terry this week, and I love Terry every week. But I think Terry is uh, somebody to be slightly concerned with this week just because of the Bradbury matchup. The number one receivers in um, that play against New York usually don't tend to do that well. Now, granted, there's not really a good viable number two option in Washington, so I still expect him to get his full – 10 targets and he could do all he needs to do is catch one and he can do something with it. So I'm not saying sit Terry McLaurin. I'm just saying there's a chance. It's not as good as you think it's going to be. All right. Uh, Logan Thomas. I think he's a pretty good spot this week. Kyle, Kyle Allen's been finding him, man. If you've lost Kittle, he's not a bad emergency. If he, if he's out there, I think you should add him. That's just what I'll say going forward. I think Logan Thomas is pretty good. And uh, he's getting those targets with Kyle Allen, man. He's getting, but he had four last week, four the or no, eight last week, nine the week before, seven the week before that. He's getting the looks, man. So against the Giants, I think he's in a good spot. Uh, Giants side of the ball. Does Devontae Freeman come back? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, Wayne Gallman was looking good without him there. I know. So. I kind of hope he doesn't because I think that Wayne Gallman could be a good play. But that being said, I'm not really excited to start any running back against that front. I'm not excited to start any player against that. Washington defense. Now, th- I would start Sterling Shepard without a problem in this game. Yeah. Now, what about Evan Ingram? He finally found the long ball last week. Not a touchdown, but... I mean, if he's getting targets and he's a tight end, he belongs in your lineup because that's how bad the tight end position is. Yeah, he had seven targets last week. Yeah, I would start him. I would not have a problem starting Evan Ingram. Um, or no, not last. He had 10 targets last week, five catches for 61. Freeman has returned to practice, and um, yeah. All right, so Freeman, I think, is... But it's, it's in a limited fashion. Yeah. Uh, so, Shepard and Ingram. That's it for me. Would there. you start Slayton, though? Um, No. I don't think so. I think I don't think Daniel Jones is very good at football. I don't think he's very good at getting his guys to football. And with Sterling Shepard back and healthy and playing... No, Daniel I think Jones he, is not a starting quarterback. We've learned that this year. Yeah, he is... Uh, that's a takeaway, in my opinion. He, used to, he, has, he has a rushing floor that makes him fancy playable in a two-quarterback league, and that's it. Uh... Anything else in this game you want to talk about? Um, I think we've covered everything that I care about. All right, Ravens-Colts. Um, this is a matchup that I don't like. This was written down on a matchup that I dislike heavily. I don't like pretty much. I There's not a lot of options I like in this game but outside of J.K. Dobbins. And is that where the list ends for you? Like, obviously I would, outside the must-start guys. I would start Hollywood. I would start Andrews. Uh, I'm not going to panic bench Lamar just yet. Um. 
Now, Colts are where it gets interesting. Nobody. Because you're worried. I'm not playing any of the running backs. Maybe Hines in a PPR format as a flex play. But, yeah, I'm trying to avoid starting Jonathan Taylor unless I absolutely have to this week. Wilkins, if he is going to be anything and carve out a role, I'm going to wait to play him. I'm not trying to get ahead of that bus. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's done. He's hurt. Groin. Soft tissue. Bye-bye. See ya. Zach Paschal. I like Zach Paschal going forward, but not this week against... I. Although I think Marlon Humphrey's missing this game. If, if that causes, like... A little bit of concern for that, you. That would make things a little bit better. I still just I think that there's better options. I just do. I don't like Philip Rivers throwing anybody the ball really, and it's yeah. I I just think you can do better. Uh, Trey Burton, he's a good play. I would start Trey Burton without a problem. I yeah. I think Trey Burton's probably my favorite play going out of uh, Trey Boo Boo Indianapolis this week. Trey Boo Boo. All right. What else do we got? Um, Lions Vikings. This is a matchup that I like. I like this one a lot too. And for different ways, like it's either going to be a Dalvin Cook day or it's going to be a Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson day. I think that, I mean, granted, I need Stafford to play in this game. I'm upset that Kenny Galladay can't play in this game because I think this was a smash spot for him. But I don't mind Marvin Jones this week. I don't mind Marvin Marvin Hall this week. I would not start Quentin Cephas. I think Hawkinson's great. I wouldn't mind desperation throwing in uh, Swift. I'm not crazy about AP, but Swift is not bad. And Swift then, has kind of come to his own these past few weeks, so decent. I think he's almost every week start. Really. I would not say every week, but he's somebody you can't start if you need to. That's my personal opinion, though. All right, now Vikings side of the ball. Dalvin Cook is a must-play. Oh, well, that, that goes that's Best running back in the league. I wouldn't say that. Christian McCaffrey's still a thing, you know. Um, Kirk Cousins, because obviously you're playing the receivers. Is this like a... Like one of those games where you can play Kirk Cousins? I mean, is it a primetime game? Uh, No, it's a one o'clock game. Well, then I think you can play Kirk Cousins. Wow. 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 I don't have that button pulled up. Hold on a second. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this is one of those Kirk Cousins games where I'll be throwing a little bit of him in DFS because he could sneak off and have a big game with Dylan and Jefferson. Yeah, it's possible. It's definitely something you can uh, take a shot on. Uh, Bears-Titans. Bears, Titans. The Bears and the Titans. I'm starting Montgomery. I, you know, honestly, I'm starting a lot of my Bears options. This Tennessee defense has not been that good. No. It's been very underwhelming. Um, I don't I, – I have no problem starting Jimmy Graham. I have no problem. I think Allen Robinson was – he was another candidate for one of my hits of the week. So, I think he's going to have a great plus matchup game. I like and Darnell then, Mooney a lot this week. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a sleeper guy. That's he's, like a, a strong that's flex a, option. That's a, if you're like looking out there on your flex and or on your waiver wire and he's out there and you need a wide receiver this week, I think I think this could be a big Mooney week. Fair enough. They give up the sec, the Tennessee defense gives up the second most points to wide receivers and 46 points a game fantasy wise they give up to wide receivers. Uh Allen Robinson's going to get his, but Mooney, he's sneaky. <laughs> Keep an eye on him. I like that a lot. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a good dart throw play. It could be, I definitely um might be a DFS darling. Oh yeah, I'm gonna like I said, I'll be having a little bit of him. Now, other side of the ball, Tannehill, probably not the best spot to play him, but he's an every week play at this point. Derrick Henry, you, you can play him. I mean, yeah. it's Derrick Henry makes him pretty much matchup proof because these teams have to prepare for Derrick Henry so much that it just opens up the play action so much. So I'm definitely not concerned about starting him do i think he's the greatest start of the week no but he's definitely fine so 
Get him into your lineup and be happy about it. All right, you're playing AJ Brown. Are we going back to the Corey Davis ball? I I am. I think I am too. I, you know, he's having he's he's pulling the Devontae Parker here, the fifth year breakout Corey Davis. <laughs> he just needed that seven year stud. He what do you want from him in Dynasty? Uh, we're not going to talk about that I'll right now. Give you a third round pick. You know. When we drafted, I probably would have done it, but he's looking like an every week play at this point. I also so. don't have a third round pick. Yeah, I'm going to ride that train for a little while longer. Now, my real concern in this game is back to the Johnny Smith, the tight end train. Somebody who is feasting to start the year and has been real slacking lately, not getting the looks that he was. Uh, are you the Chicago defense gives up the six most points to tight end? This could be a big resurgence game for him. I, I'm plugging him in. I yeah, don't have a problem. You, you have to. I mean, at this it's point. not like I mean the option that I'm going to start over him. You know, if, if he puts up two or three points, uh, it's probably a five point difference. So between what I would have got if I played in average Joe Smo or whoever, he's not the worst option. I, I have no problem with him. No. All right, uh, Panthers Chiefs. Are you starting Derrick Henry? Yours, yeah, obviously. Okay, yeah, just you need to make sure. You don't got to ask me. Uh, this was important. All right, let's start with the Panther side of the ball here because this game, this one game intrigues me a lot. Are you starting CMC? Yes. Absolutely. I you am are. playing him all over DFS because his salary is real dipped. And if he's back, he's back in full. They gave him the full, like, the long He did train, take like, the full six weeks yeah, off. Yeah. Like, like, when they said it could be four to six weeks, they gave him the six weeks and then some. And they were like, we're not going to play you on the Thursday night game, even though you're back in practice a little bit. I think it'll be a full go for Christian McCaffrey going forward, and we know what CMC can do when he gets the ball. Now, to flip the script here, Rule did come out and say that Mike Davis has earned himself a role. Are you willing to take the shot on maybe flexing Mike Davis? Nope, not this week. I want to see. I want to see it. I want to see what his role. I want to really see what is. this quote unquote role is because Christian McCaffrey, his role is he is the offense. Yes. Now this concerns me a little bit for a guy like Robbie Anderson. Obviously, like, I think Curtis Samuel now is not droppable, but, like, he's not playable. I would not chase the points on Curtis Samuel. No. I mean, they, they were creative. They got him the ball. I think they're going to find ways to stay creative and get him the he's ball. Been, he's been paying off for me but, in one of my leagues. Like, I've had to flex him for the past few weeks, and he's been fine. He's yeah, been great. He's good, but, like, so. it's just so hard to predict when the Curtis Samuel game is actually going to happen. I, I would not have him in. That being said, does this I'm help or hurt cons- DJ Moore? I'm more concerned for DJ Moore than I am Roby Anderson because DJ Moore didn't do anything last week until the fourth quarter. He didn't have a catch. Yeah. And then he magically got like, he actually ended up with a, he didn't kill you because of the, well, the way he ended there, but he definitely didn't help you. I mean, it definitely wasn't good. I'm starting Roby. I'm concerned about DJ Moore. I hope that McCaffrey coming back can open things up a little bit for more, but I am also a little concerned about him. But too. McCaffrey coming back is also going to eat targets away from these pass catchers. True, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't type of thing. Yeah, so it should benefit the team though, because it should help them move the ball a little bit more. All right, and then Chiefs side of the ball, starting everybody, You're starting everybody, starting Tyreek, starting Mahomes. You're well, actually, well, are we you go. starting Clyde? Uh, yeah, You're, you you got to start Clyde. This until is the he game. Really starts, if yeah. he doesn't now, if Clyde does not perform this game. I don't think I'm starting him anymore. I, I don't. That's a tough thing to say, but I mean, I, I can't really argue against I it if he's not putting up points. I can't continue to start a five-point running back in my running back two or running back one slot anymore. So, if, and this is in a play. If you can't trust him against Carolina. When can I you don't, trust him? Exactly. So, if I don't get a decent game from him this week, I'm done. Uh, now, Nicole Hardman. This one's interesting because Sammy Watkins, I don't think he's playing this week again. It's either a Michael Hardman or Demarcus Robinson game. Does it look like it's a Michael Hardman game? Yeah. Then don't play Michael Hardman. Play Demarcus Robinson. Exactly. <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, next game, because obviously you're playing Kelsey. 
Seahawks Bills. This game is probably the most fantasy this gold game is, mine. This, I had this one on the down. week. Yeah, this is a good uh, one. Big shootout potential. You know when Seattle's on the field that they're going to put up 30-plus points a game, and they're going to give up 30-plus points a game. Josh Allen true. could have a big resurgence game, as you talked about with your hits of the week. Uh, Singletary and Moss. Moss has kind of emerged as like the better running back, but Singletary still has his role and is still doing fine. Start Moss, sit Devin Singletary. Really? Absolutely. In, in a game like this where you think the score is going to be run up, and it's not going to be a handoff type of game, it's going to be a checkdown type of game. And Moss tends to get more passing work. No, I think Singletary will get more this week. I don't. I see that, and that this is the problem. For me personally, I don't want to start either one of them. No, but I have to start Singletary, so I'm just trying to talk myself into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. No, I think Singletary will be just fine. I think they're I both. He is exactly what you drafted him to be. He is a seven to twelve points a game, and you're not going to get more, and you're hopefully not going to get less. But it's he's he's exact. You are what you thought we were. Hit squad that's listening to this. This man is tilting, and he is just. Saying what he hopes is going to happen, if you are able to pivot off of these guys, do not start either one of them because I don't like them. You just don't ever know when it's going to be who. And let's be real, Josh Allen's still the goal line back there. So Josh Allen is still the goal line back. I, I just I think if you can avoid it, avoid it. If I had to choose, I'm picking Zach Moss. Now, Seattle gives up the 15th most points to the running back position, so that's really middle of the pack. Uh, wide receiver wise, John Brown should be coming back. You're starting Diggs, but the question is, are you starting John Brown? Are you starting Cole Beasley? And are you comfortable playing both? I am starting John Brown. Well, uh, first week back from first injury. week back from injury, I'd, I'd take a more cautious approach. I'm still playing Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley, I, I think he has his own role. I there think in Cole that Beasley is the player I want to play. I would want to play Cole Beasley over John Brown. I would. I agree. Now, desperation flex for the upside of John Brown. I would put John Brown in my lineup if yeah. I needed to. But I, I think Cole Beasley's kind of got that seven to ten targets like upside and yes. He'll find I think he'll find the end zone this game. Somebody's got to. And Diggs Diggs against Diggs, like Diggs on Diggs. Is it Diggs yeah, is Diggs in Seattle, not Dallas, right? I no, actually I, I think he's in Dallas. You're right, he is in Dallas. That's Way me losing go. my mind. He just Sorry. made us look stupid. Sorry, just no Diggs on Diggs uh violence well, here. We gotta wait a couple of years for that <laughs> matchup. But um Tight end wise, gross. No, don't no, none of them. Don't start any tight ends in this game. And then if we go over to the Seattle side of the ball. Chris Carson should be back this week. That goes Plug for C- right that goes for in. Seahawks players too. Don't yeah. start any tight ends. Don't start any tight ends. But Chris Carson coming back, he's a must play. Um, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, must plays. Do you take a shot on David Moore? No, no, no. You can find better options. I just I would. Can you? I wouldn't do it. All right. I mean, give me. Okay, if you're gonna say can you, you got to give me some other names. Um, like a Trent Taylor tonight. No, I would take DJ. I would take David Moore over that. Really? Over the wide receiver? Over Trent Taylor, yes. Russell Wilson's throwing David Moore the ball at least. Yeah, David Moore, you're just kind of hoping for a touchdown. So that's tough. Uh, what but else do we I wouldn't. But if you're starting either one of them, are you a playoff team? Probably not. Broncos Falcons. Broncos Falcons. Which side do you want to start? Uh, we can start Broncos. I don't want to talk about this game really at know. all. Start Noah Font. Are you starting Judy? Uh, no. Are you starting Tim Patrick if he plays? You know, I think I will start Judy because Atlanta, they're garbage on defense. And They've they actually kind of, since They've the coaching picked it up change, since coaching change has, but they're still, you know, they still I thought for sure that uh, Atlanta or Carolina was going to smash them in the receiving game last week, and they really didn't. They're very pass-funneling offense, and tight ends kill them, so obviously Noah Fant's going to feast. I think Judy and Patrick will be fine. 
Uh, Are you fine with starting Melvin Gordon? No. What about Phil Lindsay? Is he banged up? I don't think so. Because if he's not banged up, I think I'd I'd rather play Lindsay than Gordon. But outside of that, ugh, yeah, it's pretty gross. Um, Atlanta side of the ball, Matt Ryan, I think this is a good play this week. Calvin right. Ridley, if he's out, Julio Jones is probably outside of Devontae Adams, the wide receiver one on this week. Julio Jones is absolutely a great play. Yeah, uh, Russell Gage could step in with no Calvin Ridley. I mean, see the so for me the primary beneficiary of Calvin Ridley being out in my opinion is Hayden Hurst. That's who I want. I agree too. I think Hayden Hurst is in for a pretty good game this week. So especially if no Ridley's there, it's going to be a big pass heavy game. So Hayden Hurst is perfectly fine. Uh anyone else in this game you want to talk about? Um, no, I think. Oh, Todd, how do you feel about Todd Gurley? You got to keep starting him. You got to keep starting him because he's one of the few. He's a running back one. Yeah. He's the RB8 on the year right now. I mean, for as much criticism as we've given him, he's having he's putting together a decent season. Yeah, so like there's no there's no point to bench him yet. Even though like he'll take three drives off and you're just watching him on the sideline, he'll still end up with 18 carries. So Yeah, but next week you should bench him. Who's he got next week? The bye week. Oh yeah, don't play him on the bye week. Bye week stops everybody. All right, Raiders charges we already talked about a little bit with your uh quarterback hit of the week, right? I mean, if Herbie Herb is or on not the field, I think that Herbie Herb is a Big time smash play in this situation. I really do. But Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, all the passing, op- all the offensive weapons in this game. This is this is a shootout potential type of game. So you're so. starting Henry Ruggs. Yeah, you're starting Nelson Aguilar. Probably. Okay. Are you? You're obviously starting Waller. You're obviously starting now. Um, something to monitor. Something just popped up on my phone. Josh Jacobs has missed practice today with an illness. Ooh. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, to definitely um follow that. Buzz you. Thank you. But, you know, I would definitely be starting him, though. I, I agree with you. Pretty much every offensive option in this game, you should start. I would not be running out to start Derek Carr, but you can get away with it. No, but if you're, like, yeah, if you're, like, if you have a Joe Burrow or someone as your starting quarterback and he's yeah. on bye this week, I think Derek, like, if there's a streamable week, Derek Carr's pretty streamable this week. Yeah, if there was ever a week, it's this week. All right, let's talk Dolphins-Cardinals because... This one sucks. We didn't talk about Miles Gaskin in the injury news. I should have threw oh, that in. Yeah. Miles Gaskin, he's got put on the short-term IR three weeks. Three weeks minimum gone. with an MCL sprain. Matt Breda was the hot pickup for a hot second, and then he's got a hamstring injury, so he's not looking pretty good to suit up. I want to go off script here for a quick second, just in case, just to touch base on a few. Go um, off, King. A few of our listeners or whatever that might be in Dynasty Leagues, because I just want to point this out. If you do play Dynasty, which Dynasty is the format where you keep your team, you have draft picks that you trade and acquire and have rookie drafts, you know, this isn't there's not you're, there's not the redraft standard to it and you own Miles Gaskin, you should sell Miles Gaskin right now. You don't think he'll be good moving forward? You don't I, think he's their new running back? No, I don't because there's just they have no reason to make him be their new running back. I think he's going to be great for the rest of this year. I think he's very viable and fine. He gets the workload, but he has not done. I mean, he's been solid because of opportunity. He's not done anything to solidify that role. He's not done anything crazy, awesome and amazing. And just wowed. This is somebody that can move on for, for next to nothing. It is a phenomenal running back rookie class coming in. And there is a boatload of free agent running backs. And they just made a move and traded for uh, Washington. So Well, and this is my point on why I don't believe it's going to be Gaskins. A- any opportunity that there has been to get a running back on that team, Miami has been one of the leading options hitting them up about it. When Le'Veon Bell was a free agent, Miami was one of the front runners trying to get... Miami was willing to pay him. He just wanted to go to Kansas City. Miami was trying to give him a contract, like a good contract. 
I'm almost positive they were almost they were also somewhat interested in Fournette. They've been trying to get a running back in there. James Conner is somebody that could be a Dolphin next year. You know, uh, Travis Etienne could be drafted. A lot of these teams don't need running backs, so they could easily just draft one in the second round. I think they're going to slip. You know, I know we're not going to spend too much time on it because it's mostly redraft with where we're at, but if you are in a dynasty league and you own Miles Gaskin, I'd be selling him. All righty. Uh, what else do we got? And Car- don't play him this week because he's hurt. Yeah, uh, pass catchers on that side of the ball. Well, so Brita is also looking to That's sit out. That's I said. Brita's got a hamstring... So he's looking like he's not going to suit up. Laird's banged up a little bit. Jordan Howard hasn't played in a few weeks. Would you start Jordan Howard, though? If he's active and he's the only active guy? Because I don't know if Washington's going to be able to play this week, can he? Doesn't he have to clear COVID stuff and whatnot? So I'm not sure if he'll be suited up this week. If Jordan Howard's the only viable running back they have. God, I hope Jordan Howard becomes a thing again. I'm I'm still not playing. Even if Jordan Howard's the only player on that team, (laughs) I'm not starting Jordan Howard. Would you are you going to take a shot on Tua in this game? No. I am I'm sitting two of this game. I am keeping an eye on Gasicki just to see if maybe he starts to get a little bit of looks with Tua back there, but I just I don't see it being a good game for him. Arizona's got a pretty decent defense, so they're okay, middle of the road. Yeah, so like it's it's really just such an unpredictable game that now you want to talk about a decent defense. Flip the other side. Miami's defense is a lot better than A lot better than they're giving credit for and Especially in the passing game. Yeah. I mean, I know you're starting Hopkins, but does this rule out Christian Kirk for you this week? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think this is a, if I'm looking at a Kyler, a hop and a chase Edmonds, and I think that pretty much rounds out the list for if me. Kenyon Drake works his way back into the lineup. Do you have, are you going to be willing to start Kenyon Drake? No, I am just that injury. They were expecting multiple weeks. Obviously they had the bye week benefit last week, so they didn't have to suit up, but I'm still, I'm playing chase Edmonds moving forward until I have a reason not to. Fair enough. Fair enough. We can move forward. All right. We can move forward and let's talk some Steelers Cowboys. We already start talked about the Steelers. We already started. Yeah, we already said this during. I the mean, hits we of the pretty week. much already made it clear. Start all your Steelers. You really don't need to talk. But they were all the hits of the week. Yeah, and trying to. Would you plug Ebron in? Yeah. Okay. I'd plug Ebron in. I'd be weary about playing. Like I think Zeke might be the only Cowboy that like I wouldn't have too much of an issue playing this week, and that's just on opportunity. I alone. have a problem playing. I mean, you have. I'm to not expecting Zeke, Zeke RB one numbers this week, but the I'm expecting a floor at least disgusting. of like. Yeah, it's. It's a tough spot for them, so we don't. Need I don't to really want to start any Cowboys. I mean, I, if you have to take a dart throw on like CD Land, I tend no. I, I, I no Cowboys. No. no, I'm trying to avoid playing Cooper this week, but I might have to. Uh, Saints Buccaneers. Now, Michael Thomas might be back this week. You start Michael Thomas. Yeah, if Michael Thomas is if he's active, he goes right back to wide receiver one territory because I don't know if that is what happens, but I know that the potential of that there is too much to not have in your lineup. Yeah, so Michael Thomas is a must play, and that kind of eats into a little bit of Kamara's passing game work, but Kamara's still... You're still starting. Yeah, still top dog. He's still going to be a top running back without a problem. Uh, Jared Cook, I think he's a good person that you can throw into your lineup this week, as he is every week, because he has a very high percentage chance of catching a touchdown. That he does. Uh, Any other options there? I think that's about it on the New Orleans side of the ball. All right, and what about on... The Buccaneers side of the ball. Chris Godwin. Right? I would start Godwin. Now, or here's the real question. Are you starting Antonio Brown? Week no. One? I, I can't, unless I'm absolutely desperate and I'm expecting like a huge ceiling type of game that I'm playing him. But no, I, I'm taking the wait and see approach on Antonio Brown. I'm going to get wild here. I'm throwing AB in my lineup. Are you really? I would. I would. Tom Brady 
made it a point to get this guy on this team. He oh, freaked he, out. If there's any time in Tom Brady's career that he is going to lock on and hyper-target a receiver, it is this week just to prove his point to Bruce Arians in the world that he was right for having him come in and having him look good off-rip. Antonio Brown's last game in the NFL before all this stuff happened, he had a touchdown pass from Tom Brady. So I think that he, I, I would, if I needed to, I'm, let me put it like this. I'm starting A.B. before I'm starting Mike Evans. Wow, that's that's pretty bold. I can't really argue against it because I don't love Mike Evans when Godwin's playing. You want to hear a bold take of the year? By the end of the season, by in three weeks from now, Mike Evans is going to be drivable. That is a bold take. I'm not going to agree with that. My bold take. It's very I'm, bold. I'm not. That's why I said it's bold. My bold take right now, I will say, is that Rob Gronkowski is going to be the highest fantasy scorer on that team this week. That's very possible. Very possible. That is possible. Especially when New Orleans gives up the second most points to tight ends and Gronk's finding himself again. So I think. Who does Lattimore cover in this game? You know how bad Lattimore is? Has he not been doing good this year? I think he's given up a perfect passer rating. Oh my God. Uh, He's got the name value, but Lattimore has not been good this year. Wow. That's how quick corners go. Burnt toast. And let's end it off here. Let's end on a high note with the Monday night game of the week New England Patriots, New York Jets. And that's our show. And that was his. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Hitstick Fantasy Football Podcast. Here we go. You can follow us on Twitter at Hitstick Fantasy, on Instagram at Hitstick Fantasy. Email us, hitstickfantasy at gmail.com. Any start sick questions, go ahead and hit us up. Unless they're about the Patriots to the Jets. Please don't play anyone in that game. Besides New England's defense. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Good night. Good night.